0: Hello, and welcome to the 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. This is Melissa Friedenberg in the Gross Point office, and this week, it is a solo episode. Today, we're going to talk about holiday spending. And I've done this episode the last two years, as well as written a blog, which I will link in the show notes. And really, the concepts are kind of the same, but this year, 2022, more important than ever, we have had inflation the cost of everything is up. I just got a notification on my phone that uh, in the last two weeks that two different apps that I use the price is going up and I thought to myself like how is the price of an app that already existed going up but I guess there are employees that manage it or they just know that you're stuck with it right I mean one was life 360 I track my teens on there and their whereabouts when they take off on their bike I need it they can up the price on me I'm still gonna renew it. But again, at the end of the day, whether it's purchasing an outfit or food is a big one, the cost of turkeys this year, typical holiday staple, at least in my family, um, has gone up dramatically. So the price of a frozen grade A, 8 to 16 pound whole turkey reached a record price this year in September at $1.72 a pound. Last year, that same size bird was $1.44 a pound. But- really where you're going to experience the biggest sticker shock is boneless turkey breast that is up to 670 per pound which is a 112% increase in price over last year so that is just crazy but everything every side dish every paper plate every napkin maybe you're not using paper plates for thanksgiving but either way to put a family meal on the table has absolutely increased in price Gas is expensive, so if you're traveling to somebody else's house, that's also going to cost you more. In general, things are expensive. One of the best ways to handle these increased costs is to make a list, and I call it being like Santa. Make a list and check it twice. And this isn't necessarily a budget per person, although some people do that. I like to do more of a rough estimate because I'm not sure what I'm getting everybody, so I don't want to put a strict dollar amount on it. But what I want to do is figure out how much do I typically spend on Christmas in previous years? I have that number in my head. And who do I need to buy for? Anyone new on my list? What is my total spend for the holidays? Now, I am an early shopper. I like to have everything done by like December 15. So I've already been purchasing items. The first thing I did was I created a list of who I'm buying for this year. And the reason for that, um, I mean, certain family members, we have different arrangements. Uh, typically in my family, as well as in Jay's, we just buy gifts for kids. As far as like aunts and uncles, we um, are typically just buying for nieces and nephews. And that's sort of an unspoken rule, I guess. Well, I guess it was spoken at one point, but everybody kind of knows where we stand on that. So I separate my list into people that I'm going to be mailing a gift to versus people that I'm going to see in person as these holiday plans come together. Cause I don't know, I guess there's just different, you have to pay for shipping and stuff. There's different types of gifts that you would be getting for those people. One of the things, I mean this is very common that people make lists, but the biggest thing is when I come up with my overall budget for the holiday season, I don't just include people and gifts for those people. I think about how many holiday parties am I going to? Am I going to need a babysitter? A hostess gift? Am I going to need a new outfit? Right. Because, you know, these last couple of years, one, we haven't gone to as many events in person because of COVID. Secondly, for me, at least a lot of the holiday outfits that I had don't fit me because I gained some weight during COVID. So I'm working on that, but I went and tried on a few holiday dresses. I'm like, it's been a few years since anyone's seen me in these. I can probably get away with wearing the same thing. Not as forgiving as some of the loungewear that still fits me. So (laughs) I do need to buy a few holiday outfits and I've ordered a couple things, but at the end of the day, that is going to be included in my overall holiday budget. Airline tickets, If I'm going somewhere to visit family, I'm not this year, but typically our family does travel. Those prices are up as well. So include that in, again, your overall holiday budget. I do not expect you, although some people do, like Karen Divas, who I've had on the holiday episode in the past, she has it down every penny spent on everything in a sinking fund. That is fabulous. I am realistic. I just want you to come up with a number of your overall spending So that you don't get a credit card bill in the mail in January and have a panic attack, right? So that's the first thing is just to create a list of all the things you're going to spend money on this holiday season. The next part, step two, if you will, in holiday spending control this year, we'll call it, would be to set expectations. And one of the things that I've done is with my kids, you know, they start coming up with lists, and actually, Jackie uh, had an inspo board. <laughs> if you're into decorating, you'll know what that is. Basically, think of like uh, she had it in a Google slide, but it's a like a whiteboard with images of things that she would like. Now she is my daughter, so she put the link and the price of all these things because she knows how I operate. But yeah, it was expensive. There were a lot of items on there. So when I first looked at it, I just said, "I was like, okay, oh, you realize you're not getting everything on your inspo board." and there's a limited amount of funds that I'm going to spend this holiday season. I didn't tell her exactly what amount, but at the end of the day, she knows not to expect everything on her imspo board. The other person or other uh, part of setting expectations, as I mentioned, with family, we have an arrangement where, like my sister, I really only buy gifts for her son, and she buys gifts for my son and daughter. Maybe, if in the past you have a family where you do buy gifts for everyone, if you're feeling kind of the pinch of inflation this holiday season and just want to kind of lower your budget, I bet some family members would be relieved if you threw it out there to maybe do like pull names out of a hat for the adult gifts or just do kids this year. Everybody is feeling pinch of inflation. So number two is again, setting expectations also with your spouse. I know there are some years where I get a really nice surprise gift um, that I know Jay spent time picking out and money on. And then other years I get like a spatula from ACE. And I used to back in the day, especially when I was a stay at home mom, and I didn't feel like I was contributing to the household as much. Although I do know that I was just in a different way. The time I would feel like If he spent more money on my holiday gift, he'd like me more that year. (laughs) I know that's so silly. It sounds so silly even saying that out loud, but making sure you're buying gifts for each other say, you know, I really don't want to spend that much this year or prices are up. So what if we just, you know, got each other something within, you know, $100 range? Leave it at that or whatever you would feel comfortable with your significant other. Just again, setting that expectation so that they don't open your gift and be like, wow. They really don't love me that much this year. The third thing is track, track your purchases. Okay. And there are apps and I will link them in the show notes. I still love using the gift list app. I use the free version. um, And I do track my purchases that way in the sense that like I put everybody that's on my list that I need to buy a gift for. And when I see something, whether it's online or in a store, if I don't buy it, especially I will put the idea there. So. You know, if I have somebody on my list in my gift list app and I'm at the store and I see something like this could work, but it's not like the perfect gift, but it could work. I'm not going to buy it today or maybe it's there, but I feel like it might be cheaper to buy on Black Friday or Cyber Monday. If I put what it is, how much it costs and where I saw it or the link to it, if it's online and I have it there, uh, I can purchase it in the future. The other thing about that is things that I've already purchased. Anybody that has more than one kid knows the biggest thing is, is it even, right? (laughs) So for years when we were still in the Santa phase, I would wait till they were at school that last week or two before the holidays and pull everything out of the closet and stack them up and see what I had. Now I've realized one, there's not as much to stack up. My kids are a little bit older and they like more expensive things but to keep it even putting in what I've already purchased. So I know in my head that I'm going to spend you know X amount on each kid roughly. And then as I buy stuff, because when you buy the little stuff and kind of stash it away or squirrel it away, like I do, I start early. So I forget I'm buying stuff around Halloween for Christmas. And then I find them like squirreled away in the corner of my closet upstairs at a later date. And I never end up giving these gifts. So I like to track them just so I know what I've already purchased and what to look for. But also, again, just a great way to kind of keep those in check this season. And again, I will link the app with a gift list as well as a couple others that I like. But you don't need to use an app. You don't need to use an Excel spreadsheet. It doesn't have to be super fancy. It can be a little pad of paper in your car. If you're an in-person shopper, I recommend just a little notepad in like the center console of your car. And when you get in the car after hitting up a store, just kind of jot down what you spent on different people. It can be a rough estimate. If you are more of an online shopper, then you can keep like an electronic file, even a Word doc or an Excel on your computer. That's a super helpful way as well. Really just to know where you're at and how much you've spent so far. One way that I plan on spending less on individual gifts this year Hopefully my kids aren't listening to this podcast because they'll be bummed. But there are certain things that throughout the year I've like thought of that we need as a family. And they're not necessarily Christmas gifts for any one of us. We will all use these items. So an example of this is we have one paddleboard. And Jackie and I especially like to go out together. So we need to get a second paddleboard. And so that is a gift. It's around $300 for you know, like the version that we're looking for. I know there are fancier versions, but for here on Lake St. Clair, this one will do the job. I am going to purchase that as a family gift. Having that, you know, blown up by the Christmas tree when everyone comes down Christmas morning, that is an actual gift and likely something I was going to buy June of next year anyway. So I am using that to help out with the overall spending this year. Another example, we usually go somewhere for midwinter break. So I am going to purchase our airline tickets. I usually purchase them around now anyway, but that's going to be part of a family gift. Now, yes, my kids always expect that we go somewhere. We do go every somewhere warm because it's so cold here in Michigan that time of year. But whether it's a ski trip over the winter or going down to Florida to use something you would already spend money on in the upcoming season and package it as a gift, either to your significant other, to your kids, a family gift. I'm a huge fan of that. That is definitely something that you can consider. And the last one is my personal weakness. This is where my budget, there are two areas where my budget blows up over the holidays. One, holiday decor. You think you're a target, like we need it, have to have it. This pillow yesterday, I had a pillow that had like Christmas trees on it. And I have a million Christmas pillows and I have a million pillows. I didn't need it. I put it back. Luckily, I had the restraint, but that's where my budget blows up. And the other area is I'm not a big in person shopper usually, like during the year. But for Christmas, I do like to go to some malls and some stores so I can see, touch, feel. I end up finding so much for myself. I end up being like one for you, one for me. Ooh, look at this. I don't shop a lot for myself outside of Target, I should say. But when I am in the stores and I'm seeing these cute things, it's really tempting. So what I do or have done to help curb this, it's not foolproof, but I keep a list for myself. So I don't buy everything I see that I want for myself. But again, I use an app, but it can just be on paper or a file in your computer with the links instead of buying it. I also do like fake shopping where I fill my cart with stuff. Whenever Jay wants to order something from Amazon, he's like, what is this stuff in the cart? I'm like, oh, that's just my fake stuff. I'll save it for later. If he were smart, he would go to our Amazon account and look at the like cart and then go to save for later. And he could find exactly what I want for Christmas. So honey, if you're listening to this episode, there you go. Anybody actually listening to this episode uh, whose wife or significant other shops on Amazon, that is a huge place to find things that they want because I know that I'm not alone in putting things in the cart and then not checking out and saving up for later. In the gift list app, I actually have myself as an entry there. And as I see cute things or things like, oh, you could use this, right? I'm adding that to my list of things to potentially buy myself. And I always get, even though I'm 43 years old, I still thank you to my generous family. I still get little gifts, like you know, a gift card for Amazon or Target here or there, or some, my mom will always give me a card with like a hundred bucks. So I do end up with some money to spend on myself and the prices are so much better after the holidays. So My thing is, again, not foolproof. I do end up buying some things for myself, but feel like I can go back to it and potentially at a lower cost. So whether it's a candle that you smell that smells good or a sweater that you see that just feels so soft and is the perfect color, you do run the risk of it not being there after the holidays, but I'm telling you, it is somewhat satisfying to have it at least on a list. And then you can really decide after the holidays if it's something that you have to have, as well as maybe get a better price on it. So there you have it. Not as fun as Oprah's favorite things for the holiday season, but Melissa's tips for holiday spending. Do as I say, not as I do. (laughs) That is the motto with this list here. And I wish everybody a beautiful, happy holiday season. And as always, if you enjoyed this episode and think somebody else in your network may benefit from it, please do share. We love that. And we are so thankful for our listeners all year, but especially this time of year. So thank you and happy holidays. You can access our first two seasons of this podcast on our website at www.pearlplan.com or on Spotify. If you're interested in learning more about Pearl Planning, feel free to sign up for our newsletter also found on our website.